Today shares Masechta Yevamos Daf Lamed Dalad. We will begin on Daf Lamed Gimel Amid Beis at the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah Shnayim Shekitu Shtei Nashim. If two people were Mekadosh, two women, two brothers were Mekadosh, two women, Bishas Kenisosim Lachupa, and as they were about to get married, Hechlifu Shalzev Shalzev that they got mixed up. Who is whose wife? Everyone had relations with the other person's wife. And of course, having relations with the other person's wife is an isser of Eshesish. And if these two brothers, these two individuals are brothers, so there's also an issue of Eshesach. There's an issue that they're having relations with an Eshesach. If these two women are sisters, there's also an Isra, there's a concern that each one is an Achois Isha. And these women are Nidais, there's also an Isra of Nida. And of course, the Chiddush of our Mishnah is that we, we don't have here a situation, as the Gemara will explain, that Ein Isachal Alissa. Now, after these acts of beer were done, they, of course, have to be separated from women to whom they may not be married. So it teaches us the Mishnah, we separate these people for three months. The real husband may not have relations with the woman who is his possible None of these women may have relations because we're not sure if they're pregnant. And we need to know who is the father. However, if these women that this episode happened with are they're too young to get pregnant. So there's no concern that there's an issue of pregnancy and we don't know who the father is. So then is we allow them after this happened, and of course we'll explain that this was not done deliberately. It's not in a situation, as we'll, we'll speak in the Gemara, that this was done deliberately. Otherwise, the wife cannot go back to the husband. And under these circumstances, Dalach is, since they couldn't possibly be pregnant, Dalach is, they don't have to wait the three months. If these women were kahanis, the halacha is that if a woman who is wants to be able to eat truma, that means she comes from the family of kahanim, the halacha is she's not allowed to eat truma if she had this type of relationship, and that's why nifslam and the truma, they remain possible from truma forever. So the Mishnah, the Gemara used the word hechlifu. Hechlifu seems to refer to a situation where this was done deliberately. Ask the Gemara, are we talking about people who would do something deliberately? So as the Rishash points out, unfortunately, the Mishnah, Mishnahis throughout Shas, often speak about people who did an Avera with Mezid. So the Gemara's question is not that the Mishnah is referring to a situation of something that was done by Mezid. For all too, for all too often, do we find that Mishnayis speak about people that do a various b'mezit? But the question of the Gemara explains the Rishash is the same halacha 
that we're learning in the Mishnah, the same halacha would apply if it was done b'shagig or it was done b'mezid. And therefore, the Gemara's question is, if at the same time we could have been speaking about a case that's b'shagig, why did the Mishnah choose to speak about a case that was that this was done b'mezid? Why do we have to speak about b'mezid? We could have spoken about shagig. V'su, hadatani rabchiyah. Rabchiyah, in learning this Mishnah, said, kan chatos. That there will be a total of four of sixteen chatos that will have to be bring, because we deal with four people, and each one of these four people, as we learned when we learned the Mishnah, did four averus. So four times four equals sixteen. But ask the Gemara if the Mishnah, as the word of the Mishnah seems to indicate, is speaking about a case where it was done b'mezid, b'mezid. If aver that's done b'mezid, make a carbon. We know we only bring a carbon chatos. When Davei was done b'shagig, says the Gemara. Indeed, Amr of Yehuda Tani, the proper girs of our Mishnah should be hochlafa that this wasn't done deliberately; it was done b'shagig. Hachanam Mistabra says the Gemara makes sense to explain that our Mishnah is referring to a situation where something was done, where this was done b'shagig. Midik Tani Sefer. Let's learn the Sefer of the Mishnah. If this happened with young girls who can't have children. So there's no concern that we need to be able to know for sure who is the parent. And therefore, the halach is machsir and There you don't have to wait the three months. Be, ask the Gemara if we're going to suggest that our Mishnah is referring to when this was done deliberately, or would they be allowed to go back to the husband? As I mentioned when we learned in the Mishnah, the halach that a wife who had an inappropriate relationship, is allowed to go back to the parent, is only in a case where, is only in a case with a, where it was done b'shagig. But if it was done b'mezid, they can't go back. So if we're going to say that the mission is talking about where this was done b'mezid, how could it, they go back? Answers the Gemara, that is not a proof. Holy kasha. That actually is not a kasha, because even if it was done b'mezid, but if the one who did the Aveir is a Ketana, Pitu Ketana, when a Ketana is convinced to do an Aveir, halachically, it has the same status of Oynes Nenhu. It has the same status of an Oynes, but Oynes Yisrael, and we know that if a Yisrael's wife was violated, the halacha is that she could go back to her husband. But of course, it's important to point out that would only be if she's the wife of Yisrael. The Dalach is that the wife of Yisrael to go back to the wife of Yisrael to go back to her husband if the relationship she had with the other man was Ba'inus. The wife, however, of a Kayan, even if the relationship that took place was Ba'inus, would not be allowed to would not be allowed to go back to her husband. So it must be speaking about a case where it was, that's why that's not a raya, the fact that she could go back because she's a katana. Ella, the raya, to explain that our Mishnah is talking about that this, what happened, happened to Shagig, because Midiktani, the Mishnah said, Midiktani, Mafishna they're separated for three months, Shemu Mubarasein, because in case they got pregnant, we should be able to properly discern who was the father. Ha la Mubaris. It seems to indicate that if we knew for sure, and we'll speak about this in Mitzvah Shem 
in the coming Gemaras, when we know that they're not pregnant. In other words, after the three months, where if they're pregnant, we'll know they're pregnant, and if they're not pregnant, we'll know they're not pregnant. They're allowed to go back. But as the Gemara, points out the Gemara, me bemazed, if this was done deliberately, me sorry, would they be allowed to go back to their husband after, husbands after the three months? If they bemazed had this type of relationship, then the Allah is, they're not allowed to go back ever to the husband. No, this is clearly a proof that Hochlefu, that what happened in our Mishnah was not deliberate. Shmamino, that's a Raya. So we just discussed that after three months, they could go back. So it seems that whether they're pregnant or not. But the Achroinim point out that if they're pregnant, they can't go back because a woman who's pregnant with another man's child is not allowed to get married until she finishes the 24 months of nursing. But as we pointed out when we learned the Mishnah, the Mishnah seems to be clearly an indication as we've been discussing in our previous Urim, the concept of Enes Echalaliser, and we discussed that even if you follow the opinion that Enes Echalaliser, there may be up to three exceptions when we would say Echalaliser. We identified the three, issue, the three cases. One as a situation of Echalal, Echalaliser, and Echalaliser. And our Mishnah seems to be the our Mishnah that says that all the Surim are Chal in our Mishnah seems to teach us that all of these exceptions are reasons to say it's a Chalalisser. Because when you have two brothers marrying two sisters and then they had relationship with them, with the wrong wife, and they're also Nidus, so our Tana just said that each one of these individuals will be chai for chattis. Eishis ish, eishis ach, achais isha anida. Now, ruve, so this is only possible if we hold these exceptions that I just mentioned. Because Ruvain married Rachel. At that moment, Rachel became also to Shimon with two isurim. This serve eishis ish, and this serve eishis ach. Then, and since they came at the same moment, so this is a proof that we, when the two Isurim come together, a concept that we discussed excess, uh, uh, extensively in our previous year, we hold Issachal al When Shimon then married Leah, Rachel's sister, Rachel became Usr also because of Achais Ishtai. Achais Ishtai is an Issachal because since the other sisters became Usr, to the other sisters became also to Shimon, so that's an Issachal. Then, when she became a Nida, she became also to Shimon, also because of Issa because she's also to her husband. Till now, this woman was allowed to have relations with her husband. But of course, when a woman becomes a Nida, she can't have relations with her husband. So that's an Issa So our Mishnah is clearly an indication when you have all these Isurim coming together, when you have all of these situations, we say Issachal al But in our previous year, we had a Machloik, in our previous Urim, we had Machloik, Rabbi Shimon. When do we make an exception to the rule of Ain Issachal al And we did not find any Tana that is so extensive 
and says that we accept Issachal Alisser with all, that all of these exceptions are considered legitimate. Says the Gemara, ask the Gemara. So Manhai Tana, let's please identify a Tana. This lay is a That in any one of these scenarios, it's enough not to say Who is such a Tana? Says the Gemara, Amr Yudam Rav The Tana who holds like this is Rameya. The Tanan, as the Mishnah teaches us, the Mishnah teaches us Yesh Achas. A person will be eating only one kezayis, and he'll eat this one kezayis of food, and he can be chayv four carbon chatos, and he'll be also chayv a carbon osham. And the Gemara explains, this is a Gemara, in Masech the Kresis Daf, Yudalar Amun Aleph, it's referring to an individual who's Tomei, Ochel Chaylev, Shu Noiser, he ate Chaylev, which is Noiser, which is Kachim, and he ate it on Yom Kippur. And the Gemara, as I just said, in Masech the Kresis, that Yudalar Amun Aleph explains how all of these Asurim could be there at the same time. The animal, as soon as it's created, when it's still Chulun, the Chaylev of that animal, of course we know that one is not allowed to eat Chaylev, the Chaylev of that animal is also Bachila, a Muta Bahano. When this person became Tamei, the person can't eat the chalev, which is kachim. And that's an isakailal. Because since the other pieces of the animal are not permissible to him, because they're kachim, even though this piece of meat, the chalev piece of meat, was already also to him, it's still also because of isakailal. Then when he was magdish, the animal, we have here an isma'ila, which is an isma'isif, because at the beginning, this was only Asr Bachila, and now it's also Asr Bahano, which is a Isamaisif. And then, Afratichai Vanashem Meilis. Now it becomes nicer, since when it's nicer, it's not only Asr to you, it's also Asr to be put on the Mizbeach, therefore it becomes, that's an Asakailo. And then when Yom Kippur comes, when, you're not allowed to eat, when he's not allowed to eat anything on Yom Kippur, and it's a koil. So we see that you have a situation where the mayor, by identifying this case, shows that he holds that these are all reasons to say it's a chalalisser. Rabbi Yomayah Oymer, and continues Rameyim saying, Im Shabbos, if it was in Shabbos when he did this, and he carried it out, he, he carried it out to Rishus Rabbim, Chayev. He's also chayiv for carrying that way. Even though normally carrying something out when you have it in your mouth, you're not chayiv midaraisa, because that's not the derech saw. That's not the normal way something is carried out. But food that's carried out by chewing it in your mouth is the normal way something is carried out. And that's why you'll be chayiv chatis. Why? Does the Gemara not say Yechayev Chatas because it's Yom Kippur? So the Rishonim explain Ramey's opinion. We spoken about it previously in Masech the Yuma. Is that ain't erevayt sali Yom Kippurim? Something that's us to be carried because of Yom Kippur is not an Isser. So says the Gemara. Ramey I'm him hoisu b'Shabbos hotzib b'fifth Chayev. Yechayev carrying as well. You'll be Chayev another Chatas. Amr loy 
Einam and Hashem. We don't include this because all of these other Averis that we identified are Averis for eating. The Averis for carrying is the Averis the for carrying is the Averis of carrying. And therefore, since it's not in the same category of Isurei Achila, it doesn't belong here, say the Chachamim Tremeya. But here we just explained that you'll be high for this. The case we carry on Shabbos is going to be an Issa that's Chabbas Achas with Yom Kippur, because Yom Kippur and Shabbos came at the same moment. So we proved a moment ago that the cases, the case we discussed here includes Issa Moisiv situations and includes Issa Koyal situations. And now we've been able to show how it also includes a situation where the Issa comes Babas Achas. So we were looking for a Tana that holds all of these opinions. And now, through this various discussion that we just had, we were able to find such a Tana. Who is the Tana? The Tana is Rameyer, that holds that in all these cases we don't say Enesachal Eser. But ask the Gemara. Rameyer. So now that we establish that the Tana of our Mishnah is Rameyer, but, but even though this person as we said earlier in the year, made an error, and he had relations with a woman who is not his wife, is still chayif. But let's think about it. This person thought that he was having relations with his wife. By thinking he was having relations with his wife, he was a ta'a mitzvah. He made a mistake about something that involves doing a mitzvah. And asked the Gemara, Liba the man, according to which of Ramea's Rebbe's did he say what he said? Ilevid Rebbe Shua, if he's following his Rebbe, Rebbe Shua, Homer, Rebbe Shua's opinion, in Masech the Shabbos, Daf Kuflamet Zainom and Aleph is, the Tabedvar Mitzvah, if somebody did a mistake and he did some anavera for which there is a Chiyav Chattis, and he thought that he's doing a mitzvah, even though at the end he did not do a mitzvah, he's potter. It says the Gemara. The Gemara there is referring to a situation where there are two children who are supposed to have a bris milah. One is supposed to have a bris milah on Friday, and one is supposed to have a bris milah on Shabbos. And he got confused, and he did the milah on the child whose bris milah is supposed to be on Friday, on Shabbos. Everybody agrees that you're potter. The question here is, where somebody has two children, one Bris meal is supposed to be on because the Friday child is a child that's supposed to have a bris already. The machlokes there is between Rabbi Lezer and Yeshua when you have two children, one whose bris is supposed to be on Shabbos and one whose supposed to bris is supposed to be Sunday, and he went and did the bris on the child from Sunday on Shabbos. Rabbi Lezer says he's chayiv chattis, and Yeshua holds that you potter. So according to Rabbi Yeshua, we see from here if you make a mistake with a Dvar Mitzvah, he thinks that he's doing the right bris milah, and he did the wrong one, and he didn't do a mitzvah, because there is no mitzvah to do a bris milah on a child before the Zman, before the eighth day. Rabbi Shua says he's still considered a Tav Dvar Mitzvah, because he thought that he, his intention was to do a mitzvah. So our Gemara as well, he intended to do a mitzvah, so even though he didn't do a mitzvah, because he had relations with a woman that he wasn't supposed to ha- have relations, but 
why, why would he be chayi v'chatas? It's a tabit mitzvah, and according to Yeshua, tabit mitzvah is never chayi v'chatas. Ella, we have to say that where Rameyer is saying, Rameyer, who we identified, is the Tan of our Mishnah, is following the opinion of Rebbe Lezer, that tabit mitzvah, somebody made a mistake, thinking that he's doing a dva mitzvah, and he didn't, he's chayi v'chatas. Ibai Seima, but then says the Gemara, Oilam Aliba de Rishua. Rameyer and Al Mishnah could be following the opinion of Rishua. I, why would it not be considered a Tabat Va Mitzvah that's exempt from a Kamakatis? Because Kikam Rabishua, when did Rabishua say such Allah, Tabat Va Mitzvah Potter, Hanimil Gabi Tanoikis? They were speaking about a Brismila. And one of the children are supposed to have the Brismila on Shabbos. Since one of them is supposed to have the bris meal on Shabbos, so Zmanabol, he's very torrid, he's very involved in wanting to do the mitzvah, and that's how he made the mistake. Avil Hai, in our case, that there's no specific date when one must get married, so you don't have that excuse. Kivan, the ain't Zmanabol, Loy, even Rabbi Shu would not exempt him from a Kamachatis. Ask the Gemara, Vray Truma. When it comes that somebody ate truma b'shogig, where again it's a situation ain't manable, where there's no time factor, and still kapata, Rabbi Shua still applies, as we're going to learn right now, the concept of tabit mitzvah. The Tanan, the Mishnah teaches us a kain is eating truma v'noida, and he becomes aware shu ben grusha ben chalutza that he's a ben grusha ben chalutza who is disqualified for meeting Truma. He's obligated to pay Karen V'chaymish like anybody, like any time a czar eats Truma. Rav Shua says he exempt. So you see, because Rav Shua calls him a Tabit Mitzvah. Now why is he a Tabit Mitzvah if we're learning now that we only apply the concept of Tabit Mitzvah when there's time pressure? Answers the Gemara. The case of that Mishnah, Rabbi Shua is saying that it's considered a top, but Va Mitzvah is talking about Truma and Ere Pesach, the Zmanabol. And Ere Pesach, everybody is, of course, very anxious to use up and eat up all the Chametz, and that's why Rabbi Shua considers him a top, but Va Mitzvah. But indeed, under other circumstances, he would not call him a Dva Mitzvah. Vibayasema, another way to understand that was saying that our Mishnah clearly indicates that Issachal Alisser is in a situation where Be'isabas Achas. We're not talking about Issachal, we're not talking about Issachal and we're following the opinion of Shimon. That even though Rav Shimon is of the opinion that we don't say Issachal, we don't say Issachal, he is going to say that when the two Isurim or the multiple Isurim Kambabas Achas, then they all come together. Says the Gemara, Bishlama, Kula Mishkach's law. We can understand how all the various Asurim, the various Averis that were identified in our Mishnah, all came at the same time. Will be in a case, the Shavinu Shliach, the two brothers appointed a person to be a Shliach, to be Makadish the woman on their, be, on their, on their behalf. The Shavinu Inu, and the two sisters appointed a shliach to accept kedushin on their behalf, and then pogo shliach b'shliach, and the two shlichim met up with each other, and they got confused. The wrong woman 
the wrong shliach was Makadish the wrong this shliach and that shliach got confused. And that all happened at the exact same moment. But ask the Gemara, Alnidas Hechem Shkachslo. How's it possible that they all were Nidas before that? If they were Nidas before they got married, so then the Isanida came before all these other Yisurim. And if they became Nidas afterwards, then the Isanida came afterwards. Amr of Amram Amrav, it could happen that they all ha- that, that also happened at the exact same time. That they were became Nidas from before the brothers became 13 years old till after they were 13 years old. That means that the brothers are only chayiv for being boil and nida. A person only becomes by mitzvah when he becomes 13 years old and brings two sa'aris. And they all, this happened all at the exact same moment. And, and the girls were the girls were became gedolus at that same moment, and the boys became b'mitzvah at the same moment, and that's why they're all chayiv at the exact same time. And to give a better illustration, we'll have a case where the two brothers were born Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. They were twins born in Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. Exactly a year later, the two sisters were born on Rosh Chodesh Tishrei. So they're all going to become. Bar and Bas Mitzvah on the exact same day, and that's going to be the day that they're doing this Kedushin, and that's the day that the girls were already seeing Dam from before, but the Dam that they saw before the Bas Mitzvah doesn't count. So all of these Surim, in this case, came at the exact same moment, and since all of these Surim came at the exact same moment, that's why the halachi is that we have a case of basachas, and that's why even Rav Shimon will agree in this case that this is a, this is this is going to be a situation where we say that it's a chalalisa because all these rooms came together. It's very interesting. Our Gemara just gave an example that they all became that they all appointed shlichim, and it's the shlichim that made the mistakes and this confusion happen because of the shlichim. So I saw a very interesting discussion in the Sefer Cheshukei Chemed around this type of a situation with shlichim. He says, he discusses a situation where two people, two sets of parents, um, made a shidduch between their children and they agreed that they're going to buy the apartment for their children at the in partnership, these two sets of parents. And an individual, a broker, comes over to the father of the son and says to him, I have a very nice apartment, a very nice home to offer. So he looks at it and he sees it's really something to consider. And he calls his mechutin, the father of the kala. And he says to him that I... I have this wonderful opportunity. Let's discuss it. He says, "Come on over." He comes to the apart. He comes to meet the other mechutin, and the callous father says, "You know, somebody came over to me also with an idea, and it turns out it was the exact same house." And the question is, but there are two different brokers. One broker approached the first father, and to one father, one broker approached the other father. 
And now the question is, which broker is the one that's entitled to commission, or do they serve, or they, or they part, or they, or they divide the commission? So he quotes the Sefer Halichas Yisrael from Yisrael Grossman's Zitzal. He says that since these two parents agreed that they would buy this apartment in partnership, then when the first broker, whoever was the first broker that spoke to the first father, he is considered, when that father spoke to that broker, he wasn't only speaking to the broker for himself, he was also speaking to the broker as a shliach for the other parent. Because the moment that they had agreed to buy the apartment together, that moment he, they each became shlichem for the other. And since they each became shlichem for the other, whoever, so when the broker, whichever broker spoke first, it was halachically as if he was speaking to both of them. That's Rav Grossman's um, position, says the Cheshuki Chemed, because even though there wasn't, so to speak, an official appointment of being a shliach, he says that's implicit when they made the agreement that they're going to buy the apartment together and they're going to look for an apartment together, that each one is appointing the other one for a shlichus. So what he's saying is that you don't have to officially designate someone to be your shliach. You could become a shliach even without an official designation. The, the Rav Zilberstein Shlita seems to take a different approach and it seems that his approach is that you don't automatically become a shliach just because you agree to do something together. And even though they agree to do this together, they don't automatically become shlichim for each other. And he feels that they would divide the brokerage fee. We learned in our Mishnah that when these two women were had relations with the wrong husband, that and as we've been learning in our shear, this was all done by accident. Says the Gemara, Mafrish and I saw they separate them from the husband for three months, so there should be no confusion who is the real parent. Ask the Gemara, Why Why would we be concerned? This is they just got married, and women don't get pregnant from that first beer. Answers the Gemara. They had relationship twice. And since they had relationship twice, that's why it's possible that they're pregnant. Ask the Gemara, that as we explained earlier, in why in this type of a situation there would be a total of 16 common chattas owned. But if we're saying that they each had beer twice, so it should be double. It should be for a total of 32. 16 plus 16. Says the Gemara, if you want to take that type of argument, according to Rebelezer, if every part of the Bia is has its own Chiv, so why are you limiting it to 16 or 32? What must we say? Our Mishnah is referring Kayach Rishin Kachashiv. Our Mishnah is only referring to the first act. Hakanami, the focus of our Mishnah is Abir Rishin Kachashiv, but indeed, if there were more than one Bia, there would be more than 
there will be more chatos involved. Amalei, Ravel Rav Nachman. But the Gemara has now established that a person, a woman doesn't get pregnant with Birishayna. Ask the Gemara, Tamar, what about Tamar? Birishayna Abra. She became pregnant from the first time that she had beer with Yehuda. Amalei, so answers the Gemara, Tamar be'etzba ma'acha. Tamar broke her besulim, and since Tamar broke her besulim, that's why she could become pregnant from the first time. All of the people in the family of Rebbe would break their besulim in order that they should become pregnant from the first beer, and they were all called Tamar Shimon. Why were they called Tamar? That because they learned from Tamar that Tamar did this, and that becomes that becomes the name. And I saw that Jutva explains that Tamar now becomes the model of a woman who gets married, where her whole intention is just to have children. So somebody, it's the name of a tzaddikus, and here too it's considered tzaddikus a woman who just had beer in order to have children. Al Gamar assumed that Amish is speaking about a woman who had beer the first, this is the first time she had beer. So the Rishonim asked, where do we, know, what makes us, what forces us to say that this woman, this is the first time she had beer? So some, the Reina Hananel answers, the proof that our Mishnah is speaking about that this is the first time they had beer is the fact that they only became puzzled to eat Truma with this beer. If they had beer previously, they should have maybe become puzzled before. Another shot is, our Mishnah speaks about Shnas Knesos and Chuppah. That the first time when they had Chuppah, so it must be the first beer. But ask the Gemara, how can we say that this was the first time that Tama had beer? For her Er Va'anon. We know that Tama was previously married to Er Va'anon. And they, they had beer with Er Va'anon. Says the Gemara, Er Va'anon Shimshish like a darken. Er Va'anon did not have natural beer. Because and therefore there's no proof. That's why this beer with Yehuda was the was the first time she had a proper beer. Meisvei asked the Gemara, "Is that true?" The Brisa says, as we mentioned earlier, a woman who's nursing kol The first twenty-four months, there's a question of having relations with the wife. Because it may cause her to lose her milk. The Allah is, he may enter her body, but he has the zera emanate when he's not in her body. And that's why she can't become pregnant. say, how can we allow that? Halalu, doing that type of beer, it's considered like erva oinon, that also were mighty zeral of atola. That did relationship that way. So how are we saying that Erva Oinen did Bish like Kadarka? That Brisa seems to indicate that Erva Oinen did be Kadarka. They just emanated the semen outside the body. Answers the Gemara. What that Brisa means to say is Kamaisev Erva Oinen, the like Kamaisev Erva Oinen. It's similar but not exact. Kamaisev Erva Oinen. 
it's considered like erva oinon. The ksiv v'hoyim by eishes ochiv v'shiches artsa. But on the other hand, it's not exactly like erva oinon. Dilu hasam. The reason erva oinon's act was considered that it was hotzer zerl v'tala because they did biyish like dark v'hochop. Rabbi Lazar is referring to a situation that it was done kedarka, that the bee was done kedarka, but not perfectly kedarka because the zero was emanated, there was exits the body when he's not in her body. Says the Gemara. So the Gemara just said there was erva oinan. The erva oinan are the examples of somebody who's mighty zero of Atala. Ask the Gemara, Bishlam oinan. The Pasuk says regarding Ainon, the Shiches Arza, he destroyed his Zera. El Er Menolan, ask the Gemara, where do we know that Er did be that way? Amram Nachma, Yitzchak the Ksiv, the Yomus Gam Oisai. The Pasuk uses the word by Er Gam. Afhub Oisamisamais. He was killed for the same reason, for being mighty Zerlavatala. Says the Gemara, Bishlama Ainon, we understand what Ainon did, what he did, because he didn't want. To make Tamar pregnant, because if she'll have children, he won't have credit for the children, because the child that would be born would be considered the child of his brother. As the Pusk says, Loy Loyezara, the child will be given credit to heir. And he didn't want to do so. Of course, it was a terrible act, and it's an act of selfishness, but we can understand it. Why? The Pusk explains it. El Er, but ask the Gemara, why did Er do Bia? With Tomer in such a fashion, my Tama of it hachi, and says the Gemara He wanted to keep Tomer beautiful, and he was concerned that if she would get pregnant, she would lose some of her some of her beauty. So asked the Noi to Behuda, so we could understand why all the future beasts that he did, he did that way. He didn't want to get pregnant. But if we're learning in our Gemara, as the Naida Behuda, that a woman doesn't get pregnant from the first beer, so the first beer he should have done properly, he, she wouldn't have gotten pregnant anyway. Answers the Naida Behuda, we're going to discuss this Naida Behuda in our Shurim, that the Naida Behuda says that there are some women that get pregnant from the first beer. And since there, were, there are some women who get pregnant from the first beer, Air being concerned that that shouldn't happen, did even the first be like a darka. Tanra bottom. The Torah says, Visha Ashayishkov ish Oisa Shikva Zara, Vrachtsu Bemayim Vetimara Arif. Oisa says the Gemara, we learn from this, Pratla Kala. The Kala, the Kala doesn't become Tame. The Torah is teaching us that as soon as a person has relations, he becomes Tame for that time. Says the Gemara, Pratla Kala, Divrebi Huda. That somebody does be doesn't become tame. But if the beer was done kedarka, if the beer was done kedarka, they become tame. And as Rashi points out, Hoin was the name of a Tamat Chachem. And I saw that the safest Sherish Menachem explained what does that mean. It says the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Somebody is somebody who is somebody who is wealthy and he's hoin and he's chacham. So he does, he's a smart person 
and he's also a Chacham. So that type of person is a very unique position to influence others because he's wealthy. And we know that wealthy people are people that have influence. Says the Sefer Sheres Menachem, that's what that, the Pasuk is referring to that individual. We have an individual who is Hoin. His name was Hoin. And Rashi says Hoin is the name of a Chacham. He was Oishib Abesa, he was a wealthy person. And that's why he was able to influence other people with Tzitkosoy and Medeslad. Amalei Hoin, Bereid Rav Nachman Rav Nachman, Lame the Kosovar of Yehuda, is it opinion of Yehuda, Torah Chosa Tachshutei Kala, that the Torah is worried about a Kala that puts on beautiful makeup. And if she'll have to go to the mikveh, it'll be taken off. And that's why she's not Tamei. Does that make any sense? Amalei the reason she doesn't become Tomei from that beer is not because we're worried about her makeup. We're worried that we know, as we're learning in our shear, that the first beer doesn't make you pregnant, and that's why you don't become Tomei. So, so ask the Gemara Michael what is the basis of this Machlaikus? Rabbanan Savri, that the Torah says, Vish but if there was not a complete entry, there was no Gemar Bia, she doesn't become Tamei. Oisa comes to teach us Pratlish Loikadarka, that if the Bia was not done in a normal fashion, she doesn't become Tamei. Rabbi Yehuda Savar, that's the opinion of Rabbanan, Rabbi Yehuda Savri, Ben Shloikadarka or Hara Shechazera, that whether the Bia was Shloikadarka or wasn't a complete Bia, we learn from the Pasik of Shechazera. Oisa comes to teach us Pratlakala. Because since she doesn't become prag- pregnant from the first bia, that's why even if there was a proper bia, the Allah is, she's not tummy. Says the Gemara. So we see that this is the machlaikis. Does a woman become pregnant from the first bia or not? And it will be relevant to a kala becoming tummy from the first bia. Kiyasarovin. If somebody waited for 10 years after being married, not being married, and then she gets remarried, she won't be able to have children anymore. Only in a situation where she doesn't intend to get remarried. If she intends to get remarried, then the is that the Allah is she does have to get she can get pregnant. And as the Yam Shalom explains, what is the point of this Gemara? The point of this Gemara is that we're going to be learning now the sugya of Avchana. When must three months be waited or not? And the Gemara is going to say, it depends if she could get pregnant or not. Amalei Rava, the Basra of Chizda, Rava said to the daughter of Chizda, the people are speaking about you, that you were not married for ten years, and now we got married and you had children. I was thinking about you all along. Because as Tysus quotes the Gemara Mestak of Basra, that when Rav Chizda's daughter was a young girl, she was sitting by her father, and Rava and Rami Bechama were both sitting there, and her father asked her, which of these two of my Talmidim do you want to marry? And she said, both. And Rava right away said, I'll be the second one. So she was waiting to get married to him. Since she was waiting to get married to him, that's why the is that 
that even though she didn't have relations for 10 years, she was able to get pregnant. There's a question in the Achreinim, is if she, when does that rule apply, that even if she wasn't married and didn't have relations for 10 years, she could still have children. Is that only, is that only in a situation where they, she had somebody specific in mind, like an our Gemara, or even if she didn't have anybody specific in mind, as long as she intended to get remarried, that's enough that she should be able to have children. Says the Gemara, that's the Kamei of Yosef. There was a woman that came to Rav Yosef. Rabbi Anoshi, I waited for ten years after my husband passed away, and then we got married. Then got remarried. Vilatiti and I had children. Amalei Biti, my daughter, he asked. What you're doing is, you're saying that what Chacham said, what Chacham said that you can't have children is incorrect. So at that point, she admitted, she admitted, that I had relations during this time, 10 years with an Akum, and that's why she said I was able to have children. She, just to show how true Divrei Chazal are.